thank you so much for coming and joining me here on the High Ground Podcast. I, I'm excited because I always bounce back and forth between doing like character episodes or concept episodes or episode episodes. Um, <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about Maul for a long time because, yes. uh, in my opinion, Hard Stop, best comeback of any character of anything. To Thank have, you. To have two yeah. lines. Amen. In the movie, and no. then come back and be the most like uh, complex and interesting character. Like that just doesn't happen. Yes, sir. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely wanted to do an episode talking about him. Uh, and basically, how I typically do this is, um, I I go around in a circle, and I just change who I start with each time. But you'll pretty much go after the same person each time. If that makes okay. sense, yeah. So you you'll kind of get you know, that. Also, if you guys have extra points, feel free to jump in. I want it conversational. I only call on people because if you don't, everyone is too polite. So <laughs> <laughs> just silence. <laughs> it reminds me of school. It's like, all right, if no one raises their hand, I'm going to choose someone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So I want to start with. Uh, who are you? How did you get into Star Wars and uh, and your top three movies? Because uh, without that information, we can't judge you properly. No. I- <laughs> oh no! It feels like a threat. We can't judge you. No, no. Actually, it's funny. My my favorite thing is when I find people who have a wildly different list than my own. It makes me want to talk to that person. Of like, oh man, like yeah, yeah I think it's that's cool. But for this one, I will start with Madison. Hello. Uh, is there any particular way I do this, or do I just like start spouting stuff? Yeah, just start spouting. So, you know, who are you? How did you get introduced in the Star Wars? And uh, which what's your top three for for films? All right. So uh, my name is Madison. You can call me Madison, Maddie, anything. I'll really answer to anything, honestly. Um, <laughs> I. First, goodness, it's been a long time. I think I first got into Star Wars, I want to say freshman year of high school. Um, it was a, it was a funny thing, actually, because I had never personally, this is going to sound weird and blasphemous, but I didn't like Star Wars until I was 14. I, as you can tell by my wall, I was a Marvel girl. That was my thing. And at my school, for some reason, Star Wars people and Marvel people didn't get along. So in my head, I and was look like... look at us now. <laughs> I know. Just I was like, what? I'm picturing, yeah. like, like, snapping games. like <laughs> Very West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But, like, you couldn't like both. You couldn't be friends and like both. So I was like, well, I, I can't not like Marvel. And then, you know, um, The Force Awakens came out and I had never seen a Star Wars movie before then. So I went to the theaters, I saw it and I was like in love. I was like, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. But quite literally <laughs> at the time. And I was like, I was like, I got to watch more of this. So then I watched the originals and I watched the prequels and now I'm here. And I cosplay Darth Maul on TikTok. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah you do. Yep. <laughs> and you do so um, wonderfully. Thank you. My favorite movie's got to be um, probably The Force Awakens, just because of the nostalgia I have with it, since it was the first Star Wars movie I saw. And, like, nothing will ever be better than, like, the opening scroll for the first time in theaters. It's great. Mm. So, probably The Force Awakens. 
Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Force Awakens. Um, if if you don't have an answer, that's totally fine as well. That's, that's I cool. don't want to get judged. Uh, <laughs> no, probably... no, there's there's no judge. That was that was just a, a bad joke on my part. I apologize. <laughs> okay, okay. Force Awakens. Recently, last the last Jedi. Jedi became my favorite. So if that yes, tells you okay. That. I, that's where I was. I was afraid to. I was afraid to say uh, the last Jedi phrase because I know some people who would bring me out. Um, so last Jedi, and then. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably those. Sorry, that was very long-winded. No, not, not, <laughs> not at all. Uh, <laughs> and how about you, uh, Jedi Starkiller, AJ? Um, yeah, so I'm AJ, or Jedi Starkiller, like everywhere else. Um, some variation of that. Um, I got into Star Wars like like a lot of people did when I was a kid, watching the original trilogy on VHS. Um, and then, but I still remember, and it's fitting that we're talking about Maul, seeing the Phantom Menace in theaters when I was 10, and just that first moment where you see him and he lights that double-bladed lightsaber, Duel of the Fates starts playing. Literally, there's there's no movement, or no moment in a movie that, that struck me at such a young age quite as much as that one. Um, I think my top three movies... I'm probably going to be kind of boring and put Empire at the top, but like, I, I just, I can't not put it there. Um, <laughs> right. I, like, I love it so much. And like everything Yoda says, like strikes a chord, Han and Leia. Um, and I mean, that's where I, it was for me until like last week. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and last Jedi is right there in my number two slot as well. And then see, so you want to talk sacrilege on one hand, I want to say Revenge of the Sith is my third, but honestly, I kind of have to say Solo. I love that movie. Ooh, it's yeah. so much fun. Like Look at it's how just fun like, it is. It's just mm-hmm. like the most rewatchable for me on straight up terms of like I just need something funny in the background that I can just have rolling. Like <laughs> I, I love that movie. Yeah, I mean, I so I did uh, three awesome things about Solo today, and like. Like my number two reason was swashbuckling, uh, because like the movie is just <laughs> it's just fun. Like you're just like swinging mm-hmm. around, you're going from place to place, you're doing awesome things, and like, yeah, yeah, no, I I feel you there. Uh, and how about you, Zach? Uh, well, hi everyone. My name is Zach Bravo. Um, you could you could it's it's a very easy name. You can find me almost anywhere with that name. Uh, but but yeah, my name is Zach. Uh, I'm a huge huge Darth Maul fan. Um, though how you are I Darth it? Maul to me, to to be quite honest. <laughs> I, I, and I do have to say, I sense your terror. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but how did I get into Star Wars? I want to say like what the, the the thing that really got me into it was like, whoa, what's that? A lightsaber? I love those. I love it. Always got the toys and all that stuff. And now like I'm an adult. I can get adult things with adult <laughs> money and I can, you know, get lightsabers of my own and all that stuff. Um, I would say, I would say like as kind of corny as it is, like it really was like, seeing lightsabers and how intricate and detailed it was for each character and and um 
the way that it was used in fighting and all that stuff. And that's what, and that's what, you know, Segway uh, got me into like really loving the Phantom Menace. I think in the Phantom Menace is where, you know, it's the start of the new prequels. Uh, it's the start of the prequels. Um, and we are seeing like action packed fighting in here. And, and I think that's what made me love Star Wars so much was because it's, I mean, not only of like at the action packed fighting, but like, you know, the story and like, all these intricate characters uh, just coming in. Um, so I would say uh, Phantom Menace, um, <clears throat> uh, Reve Revenge of the Sith, and uh, Rogue One would be my top. Uh, would be my top three uh, Star Wars movies. Okay, nice. I I love it. I feel I, like I feel Phantom Menace gets slept on quite a bit. I mean, in our last time we were just talking. Uh, 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 AJ on uh, on Dyad, <laughs> when you pointed out, it's like the movie doesn't actually have a clear antagonist and protagonist. <laughs> Just <laughs> I still, that's true. Yeah, like, it doesn't. Like <laughs> it's just. It just happens. It <laughs> just kind of exists stuff, in the world. Stuff just it's, happens. It's like, there's so much time in that movie where there's absolutely zero conflict. Like the entire time, <laughs> the really entire is. time they're yeah. on Tatooine, like there's no reason, there's nothing hurrying them along. There's yeah. no villain coming. They're just like casually plodding through Tatooine. And it might as well have been like a pay of pod racing, you know? <laughs> Definitely. They're like, hmm, this child, he's a metachlorians, yeah. And we're like, there are more going on. are amazing, <laughs> No, because I, I, I loved, and I've always loved it, even when it first came out, and I literally mm. thought I was the only person on the planet Earth that enjoyed <laughs> it because there was, the internet wasn't as big a thing. Well, um, I remember those days. <laughs> I know a lot of people weren't like a fan of like, what was it, like the, the pod race because it was like five hours the long. The pod race was <laughs> so cool. That was well, so yeah, cool. No, it is, it is very mind-blowing. Cool. At uh, the time, Actually, you know, I because I recently watched <laughs> Phantom Menace on Disney Plus, and I saw you know how on Disney Plus like some of them have like extras and stuff. So I went to the extra sections, and there's an extended version of the pod race. <laughs> really? <laughs> really, much longer than it already oh, is. No. And I'm like the pod what? racing, but it's the whole film. <laughs> it's the entire thing. It's like an hour and a half. The pod race. Uh, <laughs> the movie, the, the crawl happens. Now this is pod racing. An hour and a half later. <laughs> It's, it's a still movie. pod racing. <laughs> it's it's Days of Thunder, oh. but it's pod racing. <laughs> like it's yes. just an entirely different movie where you can have backstories. Unlike, can we get that movie though with Sebulba and Ben Quadranero? Yes, <laughs> oh, please. Someone needs to write like like a compelling story about Ben Quadranero's coming out of retirement. This is like his last race. Someone <laughs> call Dave. It's the Dave. Star Wars Creed movie. <laughs> 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 I signed a petition for it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I now need this. Uh, there's <laughs> nothing more I could ever need. Um, <laughs> but no, you, I mean, you can kind of chalk that up to bias because that stuff I, because I, I love like writing and storytelling. But mm. I even think about this stuff because I saw the movie when I was young and I just, just mm. loved it. And uh, by the way, that does not affect my enjoyment of the movie whatsoever. So Agreed. I am no, it's, very it's so confident great. in liking what I like. So. Agreed. <laughs> Amen. 
Uh, oh, and then for, for me personally, um, if you're watching this, you probably have already heard my story of watching a VHS tape of Empire Strikes Back over and over and over and over again. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I got into it right when the remasters were coming out in the early 90s. Um, and listen, the special editions did more things right <laughs> than they did wrong. Okay? Oh. The stuff they did wrong was glaring. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jedi Rocks. <laughs> oh, I love Jedi Rocks so much, so much. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you guys didn't you do a TikTok video of of you, <laughs> of you singing the the part of the guy? Y- y- yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, that was fantastic, man. Oh, that man. part so much. <laughs> uh, not gonna lie, I could sing. I I can sing. The- the woman part too, but um, that's not going to happen tonight. I'm going to pay you to because I, I need to see that. Maybe not <laughs> right too. now, but like I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, my my top three. So for the longest time, so my my favorite one was Return of the Jedi because that's the best uh, lightsaber fight in my opinion, at least for for a long time, and then after time changed and I became more into storytelling and stuff, then Empire kind of rose up for me. Mm-hmm. And then The Last Jedi came in hot <laughs> for me. <laughs> at, at, like, it slammed in at number four and then jumped to number three and then up to number two like early this year. And then I just did the last Jedi episode of the podcast, and that rewatch and that discussion—it's it's number one. It's number one. I can't. I love that movie. <laughs> um, it's really good. I do, so, yeah. Last Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and which is funny because my favorite era is the prequels, and none of the prequels are in my top three. Um, How Revenge, dare you? Revenge of the Sith is, is number four, though. So. You guys can calm down in the in the chat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're probably getting butchered in the comments right now. It's like, oh how they, no, how did these guys. This Seventeen the people stopped watching. Everyone said the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I'm not gonna lie. Everyone is, is We're pretty. Now. St- <laughs> Everyone is is pretty stoked on. Uh, well. No offense, AJ, but they're all <laughs> stoked on, on Madison and Zach. But but you you, oh, yeah. you came in. You I'm came stoked in. on them too. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm stoked on, on AJ because I started following him when he had he had 237 people and I was like, this guy is sick. Like, oh god, I need to have this guy on. Um, but yeah, all right. So <laughs> jumping into it, uh, I kind of wanted to kind of. Start by talking about the little sections of Darth Maul, you know, as as we're getting him, and then at the end of that, we can break into the whole thing, see what what it all means. But um, so we all talked a little bit about Phantom Menace. I'm curious on when Maul first was revealed. You know, it's it's a hologram 
and then he steps into the background of uh, first of all yeah he does how long oh, was he man. how long was he waiting there did, did they plan <laughs> that out for like theatrics he's like all right pop's like okay i'm gonna say in line you step in like a badass and just like it'll be so cool trust me <laughs> i wonder how many times they actually like rehearsed it because they definitely did oh yeah. i bet they didn't i bet maul just was like standing in the back sidious was like stay stay in the background and maul goes screw it i'm gonna come in and just snaps in <laughs> So and as cool. soon as the call ends, Palps just turns and is like, what the heck was that, man? <laughs> Actually, that you makes more sense. That. And that's more of an echo of what Anakin would become. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I'll go to go to a- AJ first. So we, we got him in the Phantom Menace. Um, like, what, what jumped out at you? Oh, like I said, it's it's that moment in the hallway when Duel of the Fates starts and he just takes that iconic pose and lights up not just one, but two lightsabers. And you see both of these Jedi and just that whole fight. Like, it, it doesn't matter. That was the scene that I had liked Star Wars up until that point. But like, that was the moment that I loved it. That was the moment that cemented it for me. Yeah, I, I need to like animate like John Williams jumping into the scene to indicate what he did for that scene. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Uh, because they weren't fighting just Maul; they were fighting Maul that music, man. and John oh. Williams. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they were, and that's why Duel of the Fates is so incredible, and like why it sticks oh, with man. me so much is just like I can't not get chills and just see that moment, and I'm ten years old again. Every single time. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. Uh, how, how about you, Zach? For me, like, well, like what was a, like a a, a, def- a great moment that like really struck out with me with Darth Maul and Phantom Menace? Yeah, or I mean, is is Phantom Menace when you fell in love with a character, or did you not care about oh, that then? Or okay, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the thing was, like, I didn't, I don't remember seeing it in theaters because it came out in '99, right? So I was. I was a wee baby. I was three. So I don't think I was ever allowed to be in <laughs> movie theater to begin with. <laughs> but, but I remember getting like the the DVDs. I remember watching it and and just being like in awe, just in awe of everything at first. But then like as soon as we, you know, the reveal of when, you know, the doors open and and all we hear is a bum, 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 bum. The rays of his head, and it's like, whoa! Just talking about it is giving me like chills. Um, but, but yeah, no, I would say uh, tagging along with uh, with AJ uh, that that moment is such an iconic moment. Um, it, it, it's I would definitely say it's it's the part. Sorry, I'm rambling. It's it's the part where he just raises his head, and we just know that hell is going to be unleashed a little bit. <laughs> Just a tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, what, what about your thoughts, Madison? Um, so I actually have a funny little story about the Phantom Menace. Um, now, I saw, saw it when I was, um, I want to say 16, but actually I saw it uh, when I was six months old because that movie came out right after I was born. Um, and my mom and my dad put me in my little car seat, went to go see the Phantom Menace, <laughs> and I remembered none of it, obviously. But <laughs> it's just a fun memory that I have. That like the first movie I saw was the Phantom Menace. Um, but 
I I don't know that that movie is like even though he's not like in it super much I watched that movie specifically for Darth Maul and not because he's cool and awesome because he looks really funny on the on the like speeders chasing <laughs> after them <laughs> It's my favorite part of that whole film. You mean that moment when he's like, I'm gonna hit this kid. Doesn't like this kid is, he's just like 15 points if I hit the kid. Like I'm going to hit him. That's the energy I need in my life all the time. I'm gonna I'm gonna just do it. I'm gonna run him over, you know? Why not? Him jumping out of his own speeder is like a complete mood. Yes, it really is. (laughs) What's funny though is like juxtaposed um uh, Maul on the speeder versus the next movie, Dooku on his speeder. <laughs> what is it? it looks so lame. What, what like, is it with really their speeders? I think because <laughs> Dooku looks like he's in the Walmart cart equivalent of speeders. <laughs> Dooku had a rough day. He needs a little assistance. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is why I'm here. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, I. I mean, for, for for me, like I was, I was in from the beginning. The thing I love that Star Wars does so well is they introduce a really simple story, and then they make it get deeper and deeper and deeper with every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you look at uh, A New Hope, right? Anakin, I'm sorry, not Anakin. Luke is dressed in all white. Vader is in all black. He's -hmm. the bad guy. This is the good guy. Simple, right? Next episode, Mm -hmm. you find out, oh, Vader's human. Oh, he's not the master. And, you know, all of a sudden, Luke's wearing gray. Next episode, Mm -hmm. Luke's wearing black. Like, they they start really simple and then start to blur the lines. Mm -hmm. Um... They just make Maul look like a devil or something. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like it was not at all, like, but that was the point. They were like, we want you to look at this guy and know he's the bad guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Horns. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, as you watch the prequels, each subsequent episode gets deeper and deeper and there's more themes and stuff and so i really just appreciated that for the storytelling part uh, portion mm-hmm. that it is um also i i did like the, the little foreshadowing with you know because maul busts out tries to run down anakin just a random strange little kid <laughs> and <laughs> just just because he had just finished playing GTA 3. Um, <laughs> That's all he did all day. And he's like, I got it. <laughs> okay. So a uh, random story. Sorry, it's not related to Star Wars at all. But um, I rented GTA 3 from Blockbuster. I come, oh, I come home from school. From, from high school. And what do I find? My little brother is playing GTA 3, uh, but he's too young. My little brother's eight years younger than me. So my mom is helping him. And so I watched my mom buy a prostitute in GTA 3. (gasps) And I was like... And then, and then I got in trouble for it. <laughs> you got in trouble because she bought the prostitute. It was, it was my game. It was, it was your game. 
your fault, oh, right? <laughs> you should not be doing this, but you did it too. That's not the same. <laughs> Uh, but but Listen, yeah. I bought that prostitute with my own money. <laughs> the same way that you bought that game with your own money. So you taught me to be good with money, and I got the the money back from the prostitute afterwards. So they come with a money back guarantee. If if never mind. Anyways, um, so anyway, so, so now I started small picking up prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah, the Darth Maul's a mod in GTA Three. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, I just, uh, I loved that first scene with Maul, where you see him fighting, and like, you know, they they do escape, and Qui Gon's like, "Holy crap! Like, the hell was that? You guys see that?" <laughs> he's he's like out of breath, and it really like sets the stakes because like the whole first movie, I mean, to be honest, no stakes are set really at mm-hmm. most points in the, in the movie but this really like set up like for what was going to happen and of course the moment the music starts both lightsabers go uh Amidala is there with the whole crew of people and they're just like nah dog <laughs> no, no no you guys got this yeah. right, we're, like, gonna go, we're gonna go this light them up like, <laughs> you can't block them all light them up <laughs> Not my fight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they say they see him. They open the doors. Oh crap! Guy in a black hoodie. That, that might not be good. <laughs> I'm gonna head out. You, you got this. You guys got this. Go. <laughs> you, you look good. You know, it's fine. Listen, if you put. Me oh shit! He's got in- yellow eyes. Horns, yeah, no, you guys got this. <laughs> if you put, Actually, I forgot I had a thing. <laughs> if you put me in Captain Panaka's shoes, I'm trying to keep this girl alive. You open the door, and that is there, like this weird. <laughs> oh, I'm done. This I'm, weird I'm out. Demon nope. with light. I'm like, uh huh. Yo, I'm gonna go fight the vaguely racist Japanese guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right. I, yeah, you guys. I gotta go. You guys can handle this. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I love, I love how they just also assumed, like, this guy also looks like he has a lightsaber. So, you guys have lightsabers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is way beyond our control. We have guns. We, we have, like, little hooks onto that could latch onto things, but we have no lightsabers. We're gonna go get Vice Roy. Go away. <laughs> I gotta go learn how to use a lightsaber. Give me in 10 years. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If you had to choose between fighting Maul or Viceroy <laughs> Gunray, um, I mean, the choice is obvious. But yeah, so so Maul was was gone, right? That was nineteen ninety nine that that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Clone Wars comes out in two thousand eight, and it's season three where he returned. The end of season three, right? So so we're talking like two thousand eleven. Um, and I, I love the story of it because George Lucas just goes to Dave Filoni. He's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna bring Maul back." And he's like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> you can do that? We can do that?" <laughs> so uh, yeah. So what? What about Maul's Maul's return and um, basically his his arc through the Clone Wars? Um, curious what your thought. I'm gonna start with uh, Zach first. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, the, the moment I found out that, like, oh, my God, like, Maul's alive. Uh, I was, like, uh, genuinely curious as to, like, what they were going to do with him. And then, like, just right off the bat, 
we we know um as soon as as soon as he's like not insane anymore like from other towels and getting new legs i love how he got new he just needed new legs to just go back to be like oh oh yeah yeah yeah. no i'm fine i'm fine i just need just needed new legs yeah <laughs> um but like his objective was very clear um and that's how i sort of start to notice like oh darth maul is very much a strategist um because he started like planning out thinking ahead of what to do. The objective is to like find Obi-Wan Kenobi and just gash him, just end him the way that he ended me. Um, but he knew, but what makes him so smart was uh, especially throughout his arc was that he was like with time because, because if I had all this time to, you know, go through everything, these 13 years, has it been like, it was like 13 years. Like he was like isolated in that trash planet. Um, because I know that he just wanted to kill Kenobi so bad, but he knew that he needed time. So he, you know, started trying to rebuild and all that stuff. And yeah, no, I, I think it's just so freaking cool to, to see how smart he is. And, but yet he still somehow fails. <laughs> no, that was, yeah. In my opinion, that is the best part of his character is mm -hmm. trying to figure out, like, how much does he know? Like, how smart is he? And you get to see some interesting depths as mm -hmm. the character kind of portrays. But um, I think it also shows that he he worked very closely with, with Sidious. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, we we kind of see a hint of it, like, in uh, season, season seven, the final season, where... You know, he didn't like blatantly say like, "Oh, I worked really close with." We know that, but like, he knew there was a plan going on, like, uh, like uh, in in retrospect, big plan, which was you know Order sixty six. But he didn't know that because he wasn't given that information. He just knew that something big was happening. So I think that also, I think that also applies to how Maul works. Is that you know, with time, we can actually get something done. Yeah. In, uh, it's one of the things I, I really did appreciate, too, because um, I was a big reader of of the Expanded Universe, right? But in mm -hmm. the Expanded Universe, Maul died in, in that episode. And, like, so if you read mm -hmm. Darth Plagueis' book, which was a great book, mm -hmm. but they're talking about Maul like he's just a rabid dog. He's an idiot. We just used him because mm -hmm. he likes to kill things or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and then uh, the Clone Wars actually makes him a deep character. And that's why a lot of times, you know, because and it's, it's cool if you prefer if you preferred Legends. But if you like Maul, you can't really. Like you would lose Maul and Ahsoka if, if you try to if, if that's the hill you're going to die on. And yeah, that's, that's I have a word. question about. Mean? Yeah, I have a question about that. I'm sorry. So in in Legends, um, Maul is gone, and that's it. Like he doesn't. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there are there's like Maul Lockdown as a book, and uh, there's mm -hmm. a couple Maul things, but all of them are prequels. Um, yeah. 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 Well, Maul, Maul like, died at that point. And like I I love the Darth Plagueis book. And I think there's a lot of great stuff in it, but it's mishandling of Maul 
is the thing that I don't like about it. Like, because like you guys said, like Maul was given so much depth in Clone Wars and in the comics. And like, you can see in season seven that like, there was never a plan to replace Maul from the beginning. Maul mm-hmm. was meant to be his Sith apprentice. It from wasn't the until yeah. it wasn't until he happened upon Anakin and Maul died that suddenly Sidious's plan changed. And it was never really like that in in Plagueis, you know. And so, mm-hmm. like that's the thing that I really love about what Clone Wars gave us was that they they really cemented him as. He was meant to be the successor. He was meant mm-hmm. to be the new Sith. And mm-hmm. he lives with that like shame and guilt and regret of never being the one thing he was raised to be. Oof. Ooh. All right. That hurts. You, that like, hurts. Definitely my heartstrings. We're going to get yeah. there. Um, I'm going to make a note we'll, we'll of what you there. just said. Uh, I have something to add on to that. That literally yeah. was about what I was, yes. was going to say. The same thing. Well, you're, you're up next. You're up next, anyways. Up next. So, sorry. yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, okay. what are your thoughts? And uh, go off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, my big thing about Maul is like, I'm an absolute sucker for characters who are so driven by this one thing and can never attain it. I don't know why. It's just, that's like my thing. Like Mm -hmm. I attach to characters like that. And so Maul right off the bat, he was like, he's essentially like this high and mighty, like in the Phantom Menace, he's like, I'm going to be the hotshot. I'm going to kill a bunch of people. I'm the big Sith bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's really dope. And then in the Clone Wars, you see like, he's got layers and that's what I I love. Uh, what the Clone Wars does is they took the prequels, which I don't want to say this because I love the prequels, but they they were missing quite a bit. And I feel like the Clone Wars really just added, gave that oomph that made the prequels my favorite genre mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because of like my love for Maul and Maul's relationship with Kenobi and Ahsoka. And especially at the end, am I allowed to talk about the end, the season seven? Uh, yeah, or is that something we're talking about later? I mean, we're. we're uh, I'm not gonna go. I just, just, I just had a little tidbit. Um, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Go where for it. he starts out, I feel like he kind of flips almost. Where he's so hell bent on destroying Kenobi and all of these just people that have wronged him, and then he sees everything's falling, and he sees Ahsoka, and he kind of flips a little bit. Where like he's still trying to get his way. He's still not like oh, I'm a good guy all of a sudden, but he's like, he's like, I can use you kind of like they used me and maybe like we can open up some doors. And that was something that was really, really cool. So I just kind of like how they gave his character a chance to really grow and develop. And you really kind of, I feel bad for him. Like he's a bad guy, of course, but I feel for him because he's had something that he's always wanted and has never been able to achieve. And he never will. And he dies knowing that. Yeah, I mean, the, the way that, um, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the <clears throat> Freddie Prince Jr. talking about about him. Mm, he he calls him Sisyphus. You know, he was, in Greek mythology, Sisyphus was cursed with pushing a giant rock 
up a mountain, and once you get to the top, it rolls back down to the bottom, and you do that over and over again for yeah. eternity, which feels a lot like capitalism. But uh, <laughs> 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 hey, hey, that rock's going to trickle down. <laughs> that rock is going to trickle down, though. <laughs> but um, no, I I I love it. Um, uh, and. Uh, how about your thoughts on it, AJ? Also, uh, Element Seven in the chat just wanted to, to give you a shout out and say say what's <laughs> up because hey, yeah. hey <laughs> um, Maul's return made me watch Clone Wars. So when Clone Wars came out, I had just graduated high school, and like I wasn't big on like the 3D animation yet, and and I skipped out on Clone Wars when it first started. I was like, ah, eh, that's kind of kitty it's it's not really for me and then someone goes dude did you hear malls coming back and i was like i have i have to get into this now i was like i have to see this and so like the just the rumors of mall coming back brought me into the show and like right from the get-go when he's rambling and you can hear him reciting pieces of the sith code you can hear him talking about these teachings that that Palpatine instilled in him. And like, it's so great that you really see in those moments and he's insane what it is that is fundamental to that character, what is in his core. And when he's healed, you still know that that's what drives him. Mm-hmm. You know, and that idea of like you brought up the um, Madison brought up the um, trying to recruit Ahsoka. This is all he knows. Like when he names himself, he like he names himself in Savage. He's like, we're Sith, you know, because that's all he knows how to be is mm-hmm. a Sith. And when it comes to Ahsoka, like all he can think of her as is either something to be killed or something to be recruited. They're the only ways he can interact with people. Um, but yeah, overall, I really love the depth that they gave him. And I know we'll get there later, but that's not my favorite version of Maul. I am a huge fan of Maul and Rebels, but we'll get there. Oh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> no, no, but I, I love how, how you put it, though, because he is... <clears throat> He like that's just one of the reasons why I need like I need a mall origin story something <sighs> so bad so um, bad. I I've been I, I did a bunch of research on the unfinished uh, mall game that was going to come out mm. and it's it's actually quite heartbreaking a lot of people blame disney for that game not coming out it's actually not disney's fault at all uh it's it's lucasfilm because they didn't tell them anything right. lucasfilm contacts the studio they're like hey we're gonna make a mall game and it's gonna be called mall um what is it like battle of the siths or something like that that's all they told them that's it that is wait that, that is, is it, it? That is that's one hundred. They gave that they said it was a mall game, and they gave him a title of the game. They gave him nothing else. The studio actually had made the um, Nintendo Wii version of um, uh, the Force Unleashed. Um, so they're like, okay, we'll start with some of these assets. We'll make a mall game, and why don't we just make it like a mall prequel game or whatever? They didn't even tell them that mall was coming back in the Clone Wars or what mall was. So like, 
they're already programming it, and then like they get a call like, oh yeah, Maul's coming back and he's gonna have a bunch of spider legs. They're like, oh god, like, that's oh my gosh. So now we gotta start over because <laughs> you forgot the spider. That was the most important part. <laughs> so, when you hear the whole story, it's actually. I don't know, it's kind of like they they go and meet with George Lucas and like the people that work at at uh, at Skywalker Ranch are like, okay, first of all, don't ever tell George Lucas how the force works. Um, Rule number two, do not mention the force unleashed ever. (laughs) And they were literally taking down force unleashed art. (laughs) <laughs> and replacing it before George Lucas walked into the room. Like, oh, oh, it's, no. it's a lot of, like, just interesting things that went on there. But they they put in a bunch of work, and what they did sounds amazing because it was going to be, mm-hmm. like, stealth-based and, like, really, like, conniving mm-hmm. and getting an origin story for him of him, you know, being tortured as a kid and all this stuff and growing oh, up no. in the care. Um... We were stolen of that. Damn it. (laughs) They they were never allowed a chance. And they actually, (sighs) like, the company ended up folding because of, they were banking on this whole thing. It's really, it's a really sad story. They got, they got jerked around until the Disney sale. But they, they were, they never had a a true chance. Mm. Um, (laughs) I would have liked to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the Clone Wars, we did get, you know, so he, he's programmed with this insatiable lust for power. Like, this is what we do. This is who we are. And mm-hmm. so as you watch Clone Wars, he rises up through Mandalore, uh, becomes the ruler of, of, of Mandalore legally. <laughs> like this, <laughs> this is how they choose. I don't remember voting for him. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm curious That's on, crazy. on your guys' thoughts of how he became the leader of these cartels and of of Mandalore in, in general. Um, I think I started with Zach last time, so Madison... Oh, I'm going first. Yes. Oh, goodness. <laughs> my, my head empty, no think right now. Um, <laughs> huh. I'm just trying to think about I'm, what I think about it, other than that it's really cool, and I like seeing him on that chair just like that. that <laughs> oh, yes. That's all that's running through my head right now. <laughs> There's nothing that runs through my head uh, more than I feel comfortable with myself, but <laughs> that distracts me too. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you think, especially of the fight between him and Pre Vizsla, which Pre Vizsla was uh, was John Favreau's first stint in Star Wars. He was a voice actor for Pre Vizsla, which is crazy. Cool. But I, I didn't you, know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I feel I feel like such a fake fan now. Anyway. Um, <laughs> No, I think it's super cool. Um, I know way too much about Mandalore and Mandalorians specifically because I'm going to derail for like 0.5 seconds. I have, this is going to sound really nerdy. I have a Star Wars themed D&D campaign. And one of the things was that we had to go to Mandalore and compete in a tournament 
where we became the ruler. One of us became the rulers of Mandalore. So I think the great hunt. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Except he just called it like a championship because it wasn't like really it. But anywho, (laughs) um, it was, it's just super interesting how they're just like, Oh, you beat us in a fight. You're, you're, you're the guy now. You're our ruler. Um, I like that. I think that's interesting. Trial by combat stuff has always been something that I've thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's basically it. And him just sitting on that throne, just kind of being a boss Mm -hmm. is dope. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I (laughs) I hope I'm not like talking to my ass right now. I think I'm saying no, 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 it makes me feel really bad for Bo-Katan because like she actively oh supported I'm a group to supplant her sister. I know. <laughs> and then and then, <laughs> and then in the Maul. Mandalorian she's like in. in the Mandalorian she's like, Oh yeah, Din belongs to a, like a terrorist organization. And then in my mm. mind the TikTok audio of everyone makes mistakes. Like <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, your your thoughts on it, uh, AJ? Well, that whole thing about like you brought up the Mandalorian, and that made me want to bring up one thing that Maul added to the legacy of Mandalorians in general, which is the the Mandalorian Super Commandos. You know, the cool Mandalorians with the horns on their helmet in homage to him. Mm-hmm. And I still wonder to this day, is the armorer a former member of the Super Commandos? The, the armor from the first season of The Mandalorian has those little horns on her helmet. And so I, I wonder right. if, if that yeah. sect of Death Watch that Din was raised by, if they're not specifically related to the Mandalorian super commandos that Darth Maul led, which would explain why... Even Bo-Katan calls him a child of the Watch, but like ignores the fact that she was in Death Watch. Like, mm-hmm. is this sort of the legacy of Maul? Which makes me wonder if we could see more of Maul and his rule of Mandalore Please. in something like season three of The Mandalorian. Please. Could, could we get more of this era so of Maul? Please. <laughs> that would, would be so cool. I, I want to piggyback that. on that because... Oh my god, I because I have been thinking about this also. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. If okay, so remember episode remember episode one in season two where Cobb Vanth, <laughs> you know, he taught he goes, he talks words. He goes, he like tells about like oh what happened um the second time the Death Star was destroyed. Uh and then we flash back. If we can just get a little taste of that, mm-hmm. a little taste of that with with AJ's ideology, with thought process with Maul while he was running Mandalore, I, I think I would be the happiest boy in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I mean, I just like, like Maul sitting on the throne when, when Bo-Katan runs in there, shoots, and he just like uses the force and moves the shots left and right. He's like, uh, okay. so unbothered. He's That's like, the right, most yeah. boss thing I've ever seen. You can go. <laughs> He's so cool. You know, and... Like, what a perfect match that was for him. Like, there's no other culture where he could have just walked in and been so perfectly at home. Mm. Like, like they, like he was meant to take that 
frown from them. Like, mm-hmm. like the second you see them connect, you're just like, if if he could have been anything other than a Sith, a Mandalorian was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. uh, Zach, your thoughts on it? My thoughts on it. Gosh. Um, well, side note, I think it'd be really sick if we had if we had even seen Maul in a Mandalorian armor. That would have been really sick. Um, that would be dope. I'm gonna start it. Why not? Um, <laughs> um, but but yeah, no. Um, I really l- loved how. I, I think I think what made it so easy for him to just walk in and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take this." Um, was because it kind of reminds me um, a little bit on on Savage Opress's arc on how he becomes like how he goes through like a trial by combat in order to become like you know the the assassin for Duke for Dooku right um, Dark Side Captain uh, America yeah yeah <laughs> right. <laughs> right so it so it makes sense for for Maul to be like okay yeah like this is a trial this is a trial and I know I'm going to win because, and of course he, he, he knows and thinks that he can outsmart anybody. And he did um, as far as, as far as like, you know, getting that thrown. Um, uh, it's just, uh, again, it, it's, I, I, I'm always going to back up the fact that like, he's just an, an amazing strategist where he was like, you know, with where he was working with pre Vizsla, but then he turned around and it was like, no, I'm actually going to take your spot. I'm going to wreck your shit. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Like I'll help you out, whatever you want to do, whatever. But I want what you want because I've waited too long to just not have anything, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, no, I was, I, I'm also a, a complete fan of like, and I, and also I thought it was very, he won fair and square. He beat him. Yeah, and he didn't use the force during the fight either. No, Cla- like just regular combat. He, d- I mean, they fought with you know the they fought with their lightsaber and dark saber, um, but you know when he, that wasn't available to him, he knew what to do next. Again, strategist punch, like <laughs> like you know just fight, like oh so good, just figuring out every single move to do in order to win. It's ugh. And you know what's funny is a lot of people will point to that and say that that was that was Maul being like classy that he didn't use his force power. No, that was him being petty. That was him going. <laughs> oh, really? That was yeah. him saying, "I don't need the force to beat you." That's true. Like, that's Ooh. how little he thought of Previsla. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of the same way as how like he thinks like, "Oh, I don't need to use like electricity. Mm-hmm. I could just kill you. I could look you right in the face and kill you." Yep. Yeah. Gets more satisfaction like right there. Gosh. Oh. <laughs> um. Uh, so so the people in, in chat are they're wondering what I'm, I'm trying to drink. My wife just brought me boba, <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. but it's not an appropriate boba straw. So the straw is now useless because it's full of boba. But it's not. Oh boba no. Straw. <laughs> <laughs> So, so um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to wait. Um, I'm gonna have to wait with this. But that's okay. Um, I have a. I have a Mountain Dew and a Guinness both over here, and I keep telling myself not to grab the Guinness because it's not YouTube appropriate. So Mountain Dew it is. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Once you drink the Mountain Dew, you pour the Guinness into the 
<laughs> Never mind. No one. Now you're thinking. How would they know? How would they know? <laughs> yeah, YouTube will definitely monetize this. Absolutely. <laughs> watch, watch. We get an ad for like Mountain Dew or Guinness. Happen <laughs> in this video. <laughs> no, but I, I, I yeah, I, I do love, it, especially. It, it makes me kind of chuckle because um, this is also somewhat unrelated, but it's hard to watch without a biased lens, right? And so whenever you watch season seven of The Clone Wars, I remember when it was airing and all these people were like, yeah, Ahsoka's right. Like, the Jedi should come into Mandalore. They should be helping her. Why isn't they, you know, because Ahsoka was talking crap about them, like not helping yeah. her. And I'm like, okay, a religious organization gave military troops to a private citizen to go overturn the duly elected ruler of a neutral system. Oof. All of that is messed up. It is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like... <laughs> the politics behind that. Ugh, it's just... The fact the fact that like it, it almost it almost kind of like merges religion and politics, which mm -hmm. sounds a lot familiar nowadays. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, what? No, sorry, no, 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 sorry. No, what but could like, you be referring to? <laughs> uh, the past four years, anyways. Uh, the, you, know, <laughs> you know, but like it's 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 crazy how it, it just really really just matches with everything that goes through with what we have gone through either recently the past any time really yeah it's it's it's, it's crazy but i mean it, it but it really goes to stand as testament to Maul's intelligence and his ability to to strategize because Maul by himself, uh, the only the reason that Palpatine showed up, Palpatine says you have become a rival, and that's true. Mm -hmm. Maul legitimately had the power to rival Palpatine at that point in time. Yeah, running Mandalore and all of the criminal element that exists on all of the planets. And uh, like all the funding and stuff that comes with that, um, like it's yeah, it's it's great. He was legitimately a rival to his power. And everything, and everything he knew about what Sidious hoped to accomplish. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it's not yeah. He had all of that power, everything to rival him, and the knowledge to back it up. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I was just all, all in. I, I love that. Um, my next question is curious. Has have any of you guys read the Son of Dathomir comic? I have. You know? I have as well. I oh. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is is no no shade or anything. It's mm. it's an excellent comic. It's after mm -hmm. after Maul comes in and kills Savage and takes Maul prisoner. Oh my goodness, that scene of like so good. Oh, show mercy. This, there is no mercy. <laughs> oh, and that goes back to when he said mercy is a lie, a delusion to think themselves strong. Oh, that makes you that also yes. makes you think, like, how could how can Maul forget that? Like, 
he um uh, like I'm not saying well, like oh that's like a plot you don't hole, like, you no. destroy well the people who think strength is martial abilities don't think mm. about mercy mm. until they need mercy <laughs> right <laughs> right. I also think uh, in that moment specifically uh, when he was begging for mercy, <laughs> um, I think that was also like a sign of like, please, like, I still respect you after all these years. I still respect you. I bet you that mirrors when he was a child and oh. he would beg Palpatine for mercy. Oh. Oh. Ouch. Stop it. Stop it, man. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> I bet you that exactly. I'm going to go cry is. now. It's, you're right. Oh, gosh. But oh. I just want to give Maul a hug. <laughs> I just want to be his friend. He just, you know, Maul would not have been that bad if he had a good friend to make him yes. like cookies, you know, listen does, to him. Does that, sound like, does that sound like any other Sith Lord you know? Like Vader? I was just about to say. Like, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you're right. Like, yeah. it's it's this. Like, there is. I think it was Nav the poet on TikTok made a great point about the like the culture of toxic masculinity and its um, definition in Star Wars and how it defines some of its villains. And like, Maul falls into a lot of the same yeah. tropes as what Anakin dealt with. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost. It's 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 almost like. You know how, like, we say, like, oh, like, my parent or, like, you know, whatever. Like, they're they're very old school. I, I like to think that Maul is very old school. Mm-hmm. And and then he's just, like, you know, he when he comes back, he's, like, in this world of, like, change. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, no, I don't want change. I want power. <laughs> well, and then, yeah. and then in Son of Dathomir, to, to get to circle back to that, he loses the last thing he had left his mother his mama he loses his brother his mother everything like and (laughs) oh yeah absolutely because it also wraps up mother talzin um and and her arc from Mm -hmm. wars it's just really good it 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 also really stands testament to the fact that um because for some reason you know since sidious won we like to believe that he was this almost all-powerful omnipotent guy no he almost lost daily like he (laughs) he's he's the guy who's spinning plates and he's Mm -hmm. just trying to make sure nothing falls and like mother talzin was a legitimate and huge like potential rival to him and Mm -hmm. you when you read the comics it takes it takes him and dooku and Mm -hmm. like everyone to fight her (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and and Maul Maul beats Dooku. Maul yeah. beats Grievous. Like mm-hmm. once Maul again, Maul captures see, Dooku well, and Grievous at the same time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like you just see even more of just how powerful and threatening Darth Maul really was. Yeah. But but even while he's being this threatening, even while he's taking down Dooku and Grievous, Palpatine still looks at him as that useless kid because nothing in Son of Dathomir was about catching Maul or killing Maul. It was about using Maul to get to Mother Talzin. Yep. <sighs> Palpatine still shows him Made me no so respect. Mad. Ugh. So mad. Uh uh, but moving forward, and this this one can be a, a lightning round <laughs> since it's super quick. Um, 
Maul popped up at the end of Solo. And I'm curious how you guys felt about that. Uh, what's up yes, with yes. I jumped out of my seat. I was so excited. I was like, yes. what? Um, like, yeah, it just, it absolutely came out of nowhere. And I was just so excited. And he has the robot legs too. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's the, that was what was so cool. Mm-hmm. I never wanted his lightsaber more. Uh, it just looks so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, so there's actually a lot of conversation around that lightsaber of um, it actually being Asajj Ventress's yellow lightsaber that she used, at least for half of it. The other half hmm. is uh, huh. part of an Inquisitor lightsaber. But... Mm-hmm. Which also, it actually it, it lines up because per- when when Ventress died, she was buried on on Dathomir, their home world, and like it all it actually it, it aligns like too well. Also, if you haven't read Dark Disciple, read it; it's great. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to find out what happened to to, to Ventress, um, but but yeah yeah you, your your thoughts, Zach. Um. So, sorry. Um. Just for my brain, my thoughts on when we saw Maul and Solo, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, I was I was astonished because I really thought like, oh, my God, we have potential. We have potential to see like, can we get a series, a movie about him and all that stuff? Like to see like where he's at. Um, but of, of course, I still long for that day. Um, but just seeing that moment, it actually made me very genuine, uh, genuinely happy to see Ray Park reprise the role mm-hmm. um, because like he's he's our Darth Maul. Um, I like to think that like Sam Witwer and Ray Park, they're like they're like the Darth Maul dyad. <laughs> <'Cause they were. laughs> um, dyad and, and in the mall. Dyad in the mall. <laughs> I'm gonna make a podcast for that. Dyad in the mall. <laughs> but but mall with two L's. No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no. Um, it was incredible um, because because it just left op- it just opened up more opportunities for us to see where he's actually at you know yeah. at that point in time I mean what do you I mean what, what do you think happened what do you think happened to Kira because I, I feel oh. like an a, a, a aligning I mean I, I, I like Probably to romanticize. Well. <laughs> I like to romanticize some things sometimes so I'm pretty sure they like shared a kiss and then he just was like no 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 um, I think Oh man, I, I I don't know. Um but the way the way that Maul works sometimes, if not all the time, he will use someone to to, you know, help him out. And if that person if no one if that person, say Kira, is of no use, then you know I don't know. I don't remember the last time he showed mercy. So <laughs> <laughs> So Kira has gotten herself in quite the predicament. <laughs> in, indeed. Uh, how about you, Madison? Um, well, I remember uh, the theater I actually saw it at because I knew absolutely nothing about Solo going into it. So like everything in that movie was just, like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> the theater I was at, it was actually... Um, I don't know if like this is a strictly New England thing, but we have a theater chain called Smitty's and it's 
um, you go and you sit down, it's like dinner in a movie. So they have like waitresses and waiters that come and take your order and bring you food and mm-hmm. also a giant screen. So I was in, I was there when I saw it. I just gotten out of work and I was with a bunch of friends and all of my friends weren't very into star Wars at the time that they just wanted to go see it. Cause there's a new star Wars movie. Like, It'll be fun. It'll be a good night. Let's go after work. So we did. And I jumped out of my seat and I was like, get the, get the, <laughs> and they were like, who's that? And I was like, you, you don't know. <laughs> and then I'd like the entire way home. I was like, okay, so this, this, he does this. He's so cool. And my friends were really annoyed with me the entire time, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, honest. I mean, you know who else is great? Uh, it's just kind of a side note, but um, Tar Vizsla uh, in in Echoes of the Past uh, has a <laughs> phenomenal voice actor behind him, and. Who might that be? I'm not sure. I mean, his his name is it, it ends with with Bravo, <laughs> either Johnny Bravo or Zach Bravo or something like that. Oh wait, that's me. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if if you're curious, you know, Element Seven, who actually inspired me to start doing the Star Wars TikToks, um, mm-hmm. has has been doing um, Echoes of the Past, which is his like fanfic of future of star wars and it's fully voice cast it's uh, it's so fun it's 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 on on youtube and we have our, our celebrity here with the voice of tar vizsla um <laughs> so just just had to had to make sure to call that out oh thank you thank you <laughs> no no no. <laughs> no i i i remember when uh it premiered uh the the chapter um which i missed but i still listened to it anyway because i wanted to know what was what was going on um i listened to it and just what element had put together this like not only with the like you know the voice actors and you know just acting our hearts out in front of a microphone <laughs> um and and just like the sounds the the music just like really driving the story um it's really really fun and i'm really happy to be a part of that experience i'm, I'm happy to play a villain <laughs> yeah. no no you, you guys are killing also i love this this whole tiktok um uh, Clone Wars thing. I saw some some girl play both Ahsoka and Anakin singing, and I was like, "This is oh the, cl- the Clone Wars, Wars musical. musical, yeah, yeah. Like, this is really oh my good. gosh, yeah, oh my god." So when I saw that, I was like, "Yes, immediately, just yes." Like we need to we need to get this started, and so I made a video where I was like all right, if we're doing this, I'm gonna submit myself for Maul. So I do like this very strange improvised singing like i didn't even write this down at all like i just i literally just took lines of what maul said and just like i don't know like just lamezed it and just like spoke sang <laughs> i know it was it was it was really good i i Thank just you. i admire your guys's like ability because i i can't i can't send i can write i can write it mm-hmm. i can't send it you know what i mean like yeah right like right. when i did the the mall rap um, I, which was so cool. I wish I had I had that skill. <laughs> I tried to send it uh, like to, to embody Maul fully. Yeah, it was just, just awful. Like it, it was just it was it was. Rough. It's rough. Uh, <laughs> try try doing it as Hondo. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. It, it was good. It was good. It was terrible. But like 
Yeah. <laughs> Although I did um, recently, so I because I, I challenged um, Mesa Windu to be Mace Windu, and I was popular. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then I also recently challenged Element Seven, um, where I'm going to be Plo Koon and he's going to be Kit Fisto, and I I nice. need to. And the next person I'm going to challenge is going to be AJ, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get Perfect. There. Perfect. I, I will. I will say selfish plug in. Uh, my friend, uh, my friend Mike and I, we are actually writing a Darth Maul song uh, for for the Clone Wars musical. Um, but like we're we're collaborating together, so it it will just be like its own thing. But if it were to ever be used for the Clone Wars musical, we have that. Awesome. Um, so I nice. can't wait. That's dope. Uh, keep an eye out for that. It's it sounds so good. I I want. I want to play it, but like we're not done. We're not done with it yet. <laughs> make sure, make it's sure, not there yet. Either. You better tag me in it for sure. Oh, uh, absolutely! I'm going to tag everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after Solo, next time we see Maul was in Rebels, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to flat out say, Twilight of the Apprentice is one of my favorite Star Wars to have ever yes. been. Star Wars, his mm-hmm. introduction. Oh my god so good i I yeah i love it my favorite uh but (laughs) (laughs) uh we'll we'll start with uh we'll start with aj the that introduction in twilight of the apprentice where he just perfectly mirrors a dark side yoda like just the way he carries himself he's got the staff the thing says are just exactly like what Yoda says, just twisted, just the, the teensiest bit that you almost don't even notice. And then the, the rest of his portrayal in that show, he's like a perfect dark side foil for Kanan with Ezra. Mm. And like just the relationship between Ezra and Kanan and Ezra and Maul, I love it so, so much. Like yeah. I, I cannot talk about it enough but like yeah especially that malachor 5 yoda impression essentially that he's giving (laughs) off you know it's it's so good absolutely and i mean and and that's the introduction but like you can go and talk about his whole run through through legends or legends his whole run through rebels yeah well and like i just i love all of the way that he's used through Rebels as almost more of a cautionary tale than anything. I love that by this point, he is 150% Maul. It's not Darth Maul anymore. Like he's the thing, one of the things that like I was going to talk about later, but I'll just kind of say is like, I really want to see what happened between Solo and Rebels. Yes. Like I, I need to know how he fell so far, how yeah. he became this shell of a man. And I, and I love that of all of the things that could have stuck with him when he is at his lowest again. The one thing that drives him, Kenobi. <laughs> we all thought it. We're like, do it. Little but team. Yeah, little like, team. like that's that's the one thing that he always falls back on is Kenobi. It's just this um, one little driving force, just mm-hmm. <laughs> inkling at, at the back of his mind. Um. And uh, and I don't know if you guys have the notes. So we'll be talking about Maul through Rebels, but the final Maul fight 
is going to be a separate thing we'll talk about next. Okay. Right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, up yeah, to yeah. there and then not that. Um, yeah. My favorite thing, though, is how... Because <laughs> cause mo- after after Twilight Princess, which is just it's incredible in, in my opinion. For, first of all, how just extra Anakin is coming in, <laughs> standing on top of his Tie Fighter with all the lights on, like <laughs> like he, he's he's almost Tony Stark if he was blasting ACDC mm. out of the speakers, like that would have. <laughs> what know if, he thought what about? If that's what he did? But um R2 play ACDC. That's exactly what Vader would say. Play play back in black. Um <laughs> makes, <laughs> makes note to edit back in black into Rebel. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> um, but after that Every time Maul comes around and talks to Kanan, he refers to Ezra as our apprentice. And I, it just mm-hmm. makes me laugh. So he's like, oh, where is our apprentice? And Kanan's like, God yeah. damn it, man. Like, <laughs> I know what you're doing. I need you to stop it. He's like, stop what? I'm just curious how our apprentice is doing. He's just, he's just kicking cans around. He's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not like, doing anything. <laughs> I thought we were doing this together, right? Right. Even his last moments are, I'll see you soon, apprentice. <laughs> uh, it's it's almost as if like he doesn't want you to forget. He's like on his way. He's like, hey. Uh, uh, <laughs> right now, <dude. laughs> can, can you let him know I called for him? No. <laughs> he calls Kanan. Hey, is Ezra there? No! <laughs> Did Ezra come out and play? <laughs> and the worst part is Kanan can't even see the caller ID. <laughs> he answers so he every time. Yeah. Kanan is like, didn't you slice off my eyes? Like, are we just going to forget that? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Anyways, how's Ezra doing? Is he okay? Is he eating good? Uh, it's like a it's, it's like a really I, bad divorce. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I'm sorry, Kanan. I just didn't eat that day. I, I like listen. I was in Malacor for a very long time. So you it can only rough. imagine. It was rough. <laughs> so so honestly, Kanan, like I did you a favor, like because you didn't want to see that mess. You didn't want to see it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I, I do apologize because I, I did get a little lost. So, so did we? Did I already come to you, Zach? For uh, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, my, yeah. my own, my own is very brief. Um, I would say it's it's actually a very small moment of and where rebels in general. Yeah, in rebels, it's it's a small moment, but it's the monologue. It's it's Maul's monologue where we find out like, oh, he's back. He's around. He's still around. Um, where you know he goes. Lost. I I can't tell you how many times I do that monologue just in interviews, in my sleeve, anywhere. Uh, but that um, is such a significant uh, thing that always struck that always struck me with Maul in Rebels. Um, the fact that you know he still has <laughs> Kenobi on the brain must be love on the brain. Um, so and then <laughs> uh, I, I would say uh, like. What? Oh, so, oh, I thought someone said something. Sorry. Um, but 
I, I just like uh, really appreciate it more so on the voice acting standpoint um, because, and this is what I really love about performing in the arts is that like th- there, are, there are so many ways to, to portray anger. And usually that is kind of hard to do that. Like, you know, behind a, behind a microphone at first, because you're trying to envision something. Um, and of course it'll all look great, like in post and animation and like when it's all there, but you know, in that moment where like, you know, I'm just thinking about like Sam Witwer was just like working his way to get to that moment. Uh, even, even the point where like he even screams Kenobi, there is no, he doesn't scream Kenobi for no reason. There's Mm -hmm. always a reason behind everything. Um, so like, so I like, I'll hear that and I'd be like, oh my gosh, like you can just hear for me, you can hear the blood curdling scream that is, it could also just be far beyond Kenobi. Like Kenobi is the last thing on his, on his mind, but like could be so much far beyond like, like 13 years of going through trauma in a trash planet where he had no, like he had no sense of like sense of anything he had definitely didn't have therapy you know <laughs> over there so <laughs> so going through that trying to rise up to power falling out of power losing everything again you know it's oh it's beautiful it's beautiful to just like really analyze that i would say so yes that's my favorite <laughs> that's my favorite moment um uh, of maul and rebels of course, I love I love Twilight of the Apprentice, uh, yeah. but just that small moment where he just expresses that monologue. I w- it's great. The, the thing about his monologue is we all know he screams Kenobi, but once he finally does, you understand that internally he's been screaming that for years. Oh, yeah. That it it's, just bubbled up to the surface at that it's point. It's all he has left mm-hmm. and it's the only thing left and yeah. who had the yeah. audacity to name that episode <laughs> twin sons like how uh, how is that so like who figured that out you know like <laughs> um uh, uh, you know uh, element seven points out <laughs> to the the uh, line of of all the things i've lost i miss my mind the most um mm. me too mall <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love it so much. All right, so now now we're at the point we we gotta talk about Maul's Maul's death. Oh, the, the Madison. Oh, I didn't get Madison. to go. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll ju- I'll see myself out. It's fine. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the fact that I try to start with a different person each time means sometimes I forget who I started with. So I apologize. But yeah, it's Madison. Fine. Um, my big thing about Maul in Rebels and something that I really like a lot is his, his whole vibe is just kind of like slightly evil genie. <laughs> in, in the, I'm going to explain that in the never had a friend like me vibe. That's yeah. Him. That's him. Like two yeah. and two. Mm-hmm. He wants to he wants to take Ezra and train him. I feel like he just wants he just wants a friend. Again, he wants somebody to train to take his place and no one wants mm-hmm. to do it. Um one hug goes a long way, Maul. I promise it, it you. It does. <laughs> I, somebody just needs to look at Maul and go, I appreciate oh. you. And oh, no one guys, does. We're gonna get there, but uh would you call the 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 
last moments a hug? <gasps> no, you shut maybe, your Maybe, maybe. Oh, no! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, one of one of the things I also like, other than the never had a friend like me, I did. The other reason I say that is because I made a TikTok using that audio as Maul, and I felt like it fit so well. And then I was sure like, wow, does. Really, oh yeah, this definitely. really does work. Um, is that the formerly Darth, now just Maul line, because he he renounced the Sith title. He's like, I'm not a Sith anymore. I have the Sith trainings. I have the power, but I don't identify with those people. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that's also really cool because you don't see that that often. It's like they, they either drop off completely and don't use any of their powers and become a hermit like Luke or... <laughs> they are still very powerful. And he's like, I'm still very powerful. I am still me. I am just not that. It's almost as if like he allowed to reclaim that for himself. He gave himself that allowance. He's got a little bit of growth. You know, he does for other things. I wonder if I were to try to sign it. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if he was in Malachor just being like, you know, maybe, Maybe I need to work on myself, you know, just like, just stop with the whole <laughs> Maybe thing. I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> he's flying his little plane. He's, he's, he's like in his little thing, like, damn. He's like looking out in all those stars, like, gosh, all these stars. <laughs> why why am I sw- here? Why am I like, doing this? Who am I? <laughs> I think that's the conversation he wanted to have with Ezra. He was like, boy, what a ride, right? Gosh, let me tell you something. (laughs) Then he meets Kanan and he's like, nah, I was never the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these guys the whole time. No, I kind of love that, though, because he's the epitome of of the opposite of self-reflection like he Mm -hmm. was raised to believe this and have this insatiable quest to gain power or mm -hmm. to gain revenge to focus on his hatred and what he wants what he deserves and what he needs and uh, yeah that'll make you a great sith what happens when you're not a sith can you move past that can you move on what what Mm -hmm. else is there he he never got that he's stuck I was oh, going to say one thing. No, no, no. Sorry. I was like, it just kind of popped into my head when, when you said that. Um, something that um, really shows his growth is that the biggest problem he has in the Phantom Menace era is that he is not patient. And that is what the Sith need at that moment is patience. And mm-hmm. Maul, like if you read the prequel comics, like Maul is just constantly hungry he's ready to to be on the assault that's all that's driving him is i want to be killing jedi right now but by rebels he's learned the value of patience and he is patient with ezra in a Mm. way that we've never seen him before but then once he sees kenobi like it all he just throws that all the way (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's like Damn it! <laughs> it's almost <laughs> as if like he he wanted to see Kenobi, but then as soon as it was presented to him, he was like, "Oh shit!" 
well, got to throw everything out. We, we got to do this now. It's, I forgot this is you why you don't text your ex. You know? <laughs> like, he shouldn't have texted him. I just imagine if no. Savage was alive, he'd be like, man, just don't call him. You don't need him. Yeah, right. You can do better. <laughs> don't but now do there's it. no one stopping him. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. There's no, no voice or reason. <laughs> oh, no. There's no there's one, no one, there's to, no tell one to say, give me your phone. Hey, hey, right. Give me I your phone. I wonder if he misses me. It's like, no, Maul, he doesn't miss you. But what if he, no, let me just, I'll just ask how he's doing. <laughs> what if he does, you literally <laughs> killed his girlfriend. <laughs> he doesn't like oh, you. We he just might. glossed over that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we can get past that. Listen, oh, yeah. I was a trash for 13 years, and I, I'm pretty sure I could get over something. You know, he cut my legs off, and I'm still calling him, so he can always make an effort. <laughs> But by the way, I always love that in all films when the villain is like holding a grudge, but they started the whole thing. <laughs> right. <to> begin, like, <laughs> you know, like, like Maul's like, I'm going to make you suffer by, by killing Satine. And Maul's like, uh, was like, you killed my master. You killed Qui-Gon. Right. How, how, like, what more do you want to take? I was already like, you know, like Maul's been obsessed with him for thirteen years, and Kenobi's just like, who the hell is that? <laughs> like, like, wait, like the guy that died, the guy I killed. What? I'm surprised you could forget me. <laughs> oh, it's, like, oh, it's don't, been don't. ages. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was. Kenobi was like, oh. Wait, you didn't die? <laughs> okay, damn, all right. Well, gotta do this shit all over again. <laughs> if Kenobi wasn't so damn sassy about it, though, they uh-huh. might have been able to fix things, but he's just like, oh, so you, so it is you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look they're, at you. They're, they're literally, do you know that audio that's like, I thought you were dead. I was just having a little nap. I use I use that audio for for a TikTok. I had that audio saved. Did you that exact same TikTok? And then I was telling I'm like, damn it. It's like I can't do that anymore. You can't see. Actually, the the TikTok that goes in my mind is when the the guy and the girl are pillow fighting, and then he sweeps her legs and then like smashes her with the pillow. That's exactly what Savage does to Addy Gallia. Oh my god! Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I I was meaning to to put those two together. I was like, uh, it's a little, it's a little rough. I don't know. <laughs> but but yeah, let's let's go let's go to, to Maul's death. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we'll start with with Zach on on this one. So we, we have the last twin sons. Oh man, I mean it's it's actually very. A lot of people. Uh, it's interesting how uh, there a lot of people have wanted the fight to be a bit longer. Some people think like, oh, it's it's just perfect. Um, I, I'm definitely like kind of in the middle where I was like, I liked how it ended, but. I wouldn't have mind if it like if they added like another three seconds, you know. Um, no, but the death, gosh, like even even in his last dying breath, the last thing he says, he will avenge us, and that makes you think like, what does he mean by that? Does he mean like he will avenge us, the Sith, or does he or does he truly see it in his last moments? Like, wow, we need to find the balance. We truly need to find the balance. Therefore, he has like his own redemption where he like he finally gets it. Um, so so it always made me question like, what is us? 
it is it is it like the balance or is it like the both sides of the jedi the jedi and the sith um it will always like it'll always stick to my head uh it'll be stuck in my head because like i'll it's always up for interpretation um is maul uh, a represent uh, representative of the son of the mortis arc it's possible i could see that I haven't thought about it till now, but like, yeah, I could, I could totally see that where, where, I mean, well, uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Because, well, you have Maul who, who is like, I mean, it's kind of, he's a Sith and, you know, Kenobi is Jedi. Um, And it's okay. Wow. It's almost as I'm thinking about this, it's almost as if like they came in for like, a mediation meeting they came in to like i mean not necessarily talk shit out because maul was like hey i remember you and i'm now i'm, I'm gonna throw away all my my work my hard work of like trying to be a better person you i need to kill you but at that but that final moment um it's almost as if like they actually came they met they met in the middle if that makes sense I mean, both of them completely lost their organizations, have completely mm-hmm. lost their, their masters. Um, the main difference is that Obi-Wan still had something to live for. There, uh, whereas Maul kind of didn't. He just had... His final destination was Kenobi. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts... I, mean, I, I don't, I don't want to color any of your guys' thoughts, but I feel like Maul was ready to die. I think... I think mm-hmm. he was. Oh, he needed. Oh, I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Even before thing. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, even I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, I I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. But even um, in the in season seven, where you know the big the big fight between Ahsoka and Maul, and like he is like. You know he's given it, given it his all, at, like he always does. And then, like, just when you think like he's oh he's done, he's gonna fall to his death, and then he's not given that, and then he's like pleading to die. I feel like he's he's always been ready to die. Yeah. Whew. Possibly even before then too. Gosh. Deep stuff, because because that's after the whole son of Dathomir stuff too. Yeah. Uh, your, your thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Madison. Yeah, I'm actually, I pulled the scene up uh, to rewatch it uh, just because I had, I had had an, I had had an idea of something that I thought happened and it really does look like he knew the ending to the fight when he got into it. Um, and I just wanted to double check my theory. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he does look like he's not like, cause his typical in most of the fights, that he does it's all body it's all momentum it's all he's going and going and going until he can't anymore and in this fight he's and then he's done Um, which it it literally it just kind of feels like it like he said like it was his time like he was ready he knew it was going to happen and it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy and it will always be kenobi that does it which is rough that he lived to die for kenobi and it's I don't know. I, that, that's just a thought that I had. And when he's like holding him, and I'm just like, I know. 
it's ouch it, it hits me right in the feels i think because it's right there on my tv yeah. <laughs> i think i have another ouch that i just thought about oh no <laughs> so once so once kenobi ends him right then and there you then cut to that shot where you know we see maul he's like oh crap and his lightsabers break. The, just, it breaks. It breaks. Like he's done. And he knows that he's done. But if you see that moment really closely, it's almost as if Maul breathed, really took a breath for the very first time. Yeah. He would he would shudder at the thought of Sidious. He would, I feel like, you know, he puts so much like emphasis and power into fighting someone, killing someone. That moment of release is just like, wow, I think that's like the only time that Maul could actually breathe. Yeah. And just over. rest. It's over. The, He's the not pain, everything. It's finally over. I mean, He's you say that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you saying that makes me think of two very specific moments um Uh neither of which are very masculine but um, (laughs) which is okay there's nothing wrong with that i just mean Mm, you say you could finally breathe first of all since you've been gone by kelly clarkson plays in my head i can breathe for the first time yes um And then, uh, what was it? It was like a, a 90s Cinderella movie with Drew Barrymore where she enters the party. And she's Ever like, after. Ever, Ever after. after. Just breathe. Just, I, I, oh. think, I think about that moment more than most people probably should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but but I, you know, I, I love how you, how you put that because that's exactly how, how I, I read it too. And Obi-Wan is someone that does not take a life lightly. And no. in that moment, they I feel like they both knew he's ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what they had to do. And mm-hmm. what like what purpose did Maul really have at this point? Like what happens for him if he wins? What happens for him if he kills the only thing that has been driving him for two decades of his life the same thing that happens to the joker when batman dies yeah Mm -hmm. he he had to be killed by kenobi that's the only thing that could have come full circle like that's his story it's the only way he was going yeah yeah let's say symbolism behind um behind the lightsaber stances Yes. Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna talk about that too. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you get to. I just want to. Oh no. Put that as a bug in your ear. Um, oh no. But- like, I have. I've <laughs> devoted a ton of time. If anybody's watched, like, if anybody's seen like my TikTok or even like my first YouTube video was over that this fight. Um, I've devoted a lot of time to this moment between Maul and Obi Wan. And yeah, with the fight, like, it's wonderful because it starts off. And Obi-Wan immediately goes into that instinctual Suresu form. Like he goes into that light, that form, and then realizes this isn't who I am anymore. And Mm -hmm. he falls into Ben Kenobi. Mm -hmm. But then from there, he has that moment and he goes into Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. And Maul sees this and follows it. And when he sees him go into Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan's baiting him because he knows how Maul thinks. And he goes, you know what? He goes up into Qui-Gon Jinn and Maul goes I know how to do this because if you flash back to the Phantom Menace the only reason he kills 
Qui-Gon Jinn is because he fights dirty. He mm-hmm. fights dirty in a way that Jin was never expecting. And he pops him in the face with the hilt of his lightsaber. And he goes for that exact same move. Yes. And Obi-Wan knows it. And that's how he cuts him down. You know, and it's it's so poetic that it's it ends man. exactly as it began. Like Gosh. he literally finishes what his master should have started. And not just that, but like if if you take it to the bigger, grander meaning of Duel of the Fates. Not only does he, he kill Maul in the way that, and get vengeance for Obi-Wan, but like, now the light can move forward. Anakin would have been a different person if Qui-Gon had won this fight. And now Luke will grow up to be a better person because he succeeded where Qui-Gon had failed. Absolutely. You know, because what would have happened? Like, what would have Maul, what would Maul have done? He probably would have went for Luke. If he can't have Ezra as his apprentice, he would have gone for Luke. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like that that death saves Luke. And yeah. and to touch on the he will avenge us thing, they were both victims of Palpatine. Both of them lost everything because Mm -hmm. of Palpatine. Yeah. And in that moment, he looks at him and he's like, is it the chosen one? And from Obi-Wan's perspective, yeah, Luke is the one that will save us. Because we know a lot more about Star Wars than Obi-Wan does. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Obi-Wan doesn't know that the Star Wars book lists Anakin Skywalker as the chosen one. You know, for him, Anakin Skywalker is dead and he wasn't the one who was going to save them. But Luke is, you know, and that he will avenge us like he will put an end to what started us both on this path. If it weren't for Sidious, we, neither of us would be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Madison, your thoughts on it? I I thought I already shared. Oh, are we okay. talking about something else? <laughs> oh, because I was like, I thought I I had said similar stuff where I do mm-hmm. yeah. think that they both kind of. Yeah. No. No. I, I, absolutely. Knew what had to happen? I just wanted to make sure I, I didn't miss out on anything because I thought you might have been interrupted oh. part way through. But oh no, no, that was that oh, was my, that was my piece. Okay. Okay. No. No. But I, I, I. Yeah. I, I love that scene so much, especially um, with the whole point. Like the reason, even though it's not canon, um, the Revenge of the Sith novelization is one of the most beautiful reads ever. If you haven't read that novelization by Matthew Stover, go read it. Anyone in the chat, go read it. It's it's incredible. And it makes the movie, like, roughly six to ten times better. Even if that's your favorite Star Wars movie, it it makes it that much better. But um, one of the reasons, you know, in the book that they say that the Jedi lost is because the Jedi have been fighting the same war. The Sith changed. They evolved. They grew. They became what they needed to destroy the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the exact opposite of that. Obi-Wan had something to live for. He had a goal. He had something that motivated him to keep going. And from all, this was the end goal. This is all he's ever wanted. Um, so obviously that's, that's a huge reason. But yeah, I mean, like we, like we established, 
I feel like he was ready. He he needed a worthy death. Who knows? Mm. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. it was all of his exposure to the Mandalorian custom, but <laughs> um, he, he that's exactly what he what he needed, and Obi Wan knew that that's what he needed and and gave it to him, yeah. and embraced him the same exact way that he embraced Qui Gon when Qui Gon was dying, and that's exactly how he embraced Satine when Maul had killed her in front of him mm. and he held Maul the exact same way with same the exact way. same amount of care uh, and it's it's why Obi-Wan's a goat you know like yep. <laughs> yeah yeah wow Oof. all right, all right, he, all right, still, all right. he still gave that he still gave him like <laughs> the amount of respect that Maul never did yeah. crazy um okay all right so Lightning round. What's the best mall fight? What best mall fight? Uh, and uh, this time we are starting with um, starting with Zach. Uh, best mall fight: Mall versus Ahsoka. I feel like that one's going to be popular because of how well it was animated. <laughs> I know. I know. It's no, the mall. That didn't exist. That. If that didn't exist, I would. I would have said you know Mall Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Um, but uh, Maul and Ahsoka just hit. It hits differently every time I watch it. Especially Ahsoka's sass of like, you're lucky Anakin's not here because, yeah. <laughs> bro, you slipping. Uh, <laughs> you slipping. <laughs> uh, how about you, uh, Madison? I was literally going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just because that scene, like, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like, I was yes. literally like, what's going, like, what, 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 like, back and forth and back and forth. And it's just that whole encounter is brilliant. And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you, Asia? I was going to say the same thing, but I just had this thought about that. Um, you compared Maul earlier to the son from Dathomir. Well, Ahsoka is essentially the daughter. Oh and crap! Like you're right. That. Oh, what did I think of that? That's another layer on top. Wow. Like, don't feel bad. I just thought of it right no, now. No, no, it's we like my mind is like, blown. Yeah. Like it's like that's, that's that's essentially. If a no one was going to say it, I was going to lead you guys there. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> I mean, she literally is the embodiment of the daughter because mm-hmm. yeah, Rai follows her around and. Um, and I, uh, that's why when people ask if they think Ahsoka is still alive, I actually say, I actually say no, because I want to believe that that dichotomy is something that will echo forward eternally. Mm -hmm. And so after that, Ahsoka was was the embodiment of the daughter maul was the embodiment of the son mm-hmm. maul dies i believe I mean, dies and i think that ray and ben were the next if it, echo if it mm-hmm. weren't for ezra pulling her out of the world between worlds she would have died at roughly the same like very close between the two yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and the only reason he could is because Mariah showed him how. <laughs> and yeah. Mariah opened the portal, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, she is she is dead because her voice was in 
Rise of Skywalker, correct? Yeah. So like she's like confirmed oh. dead, like right now. So Dave Filoni said that that she's not. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 not no, no, no. Yeah, because I'm just Dave, wondering how Dave can she be a Force ghost if she's not dead? She's not necessarily speaking to him as a Force ghost. She's like okay. a whisper between a whisper from the world between worlds, at which oh. Ray is connected to at that point. If I'm mm. misspeaking correctly. Okay. No, no, not 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 at all. I mean, f- the first time they enter the world between worlds, you hear Ray speak. You hear mm-hmm. people from the sequel trilogy and the prequels and the original trilogy talking at the same time. Um, now, Ahsoka's line does not happen during that episode of Rebels. However, the backdrop behind the Ahsoka series is the world between worlds it is the virgin yep. scatter i feel like we're gonna find out a lot more we yeah. get a lot of a lot more deep lore um so dave Filoni has not I'm officially so said that she's alive or dead but he did draw a picture of gandalf the white and ahsoka talking and gandalf is saying yeah they thought i was dead too <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's more oh, just man. like he said it's it's not confirmed that she is. Like, it's not confirmed she's alive. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, as uh, as Element 7 points out... Oh, I normally have the book right next... Oh, I, I, I actually do. Um, <laughs> in the handy-dandy Star Wars book... Oh! There is a section on Ahsoka, and it does say that she... For someone like Mace Windu, it says... He's dead. <laughs> but for Ahsoka, it says, last seen in the unknown regions. So Ooh. the Star Wars book doesn't say she, she's dead directly, and they may have reason to believe that she's not. But this is all speculation. Mm-hmm. It's all speculation. Don't take my word for it. Or anyone's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially. That's, that's the same thing with Thrawn and Ezra, correct? It's like they were last seen, like, eaten away. So we don't yeah. really know what happened to that. We don't yeah. know, but we we do know that that Thrawn's alive at least because that happened. I mean, Ahsoka yeah. is looking for Thrawn yeah. in the Mandalorian, yes. and that's years later. I love so. Thrawn. <laughs> Same. I can't wait. Uh, All right, so let's talk about um, Maul's journey over, like. Overall, as well as you know, oh. his his relationship with Obi Wan. Oh wow! Never mind. Sorry, you're right there. I saw that you combined those right there at the end, so I was like, never mind, oh, never yeah, mind. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if we're gonna skip over Obi Wan, yeah, no, 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 not 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 at all, not at all. But um, we'll we'll go to to Zach first. So like his overall journey but it's so closely related to his relationship with obi-wan i had to kind of blend those because i know we're gonna recover that same ground yeah yeah um well i mean brandon you you had briefly mentioned that like it's uh the dynamic between obi-wan and maul is is a very similar dynamic with batman and joker it's like they almost need each other to keep going or, or I mean, more more or less on Maul's part because that because again, that's like his only thing that that's what becomes his last and final option is is Kenobi. Um, but yeah, but even at the even at the start of like his comeback, because like you know he you can't say like um, Kenobi and Maul were destined for each other. 
um, during Phantom Menace because all all Maul was doing was trying to do his job and just like kind of killed two Jedi's. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but of course it wasn't until afterwards where he was like, okay, this guy cut off my legs. Um, gotta do something about that. When I don't know. I'll spend 13 years in trash planet thinking about it over and over again. <laughs> um, but but no, there it's it's a uh, his arc, Maul's arc, and and the his drive for always essentially always getting at Kenobi um, is just fantastic. I love it um, because it it makes um, it, Maul makes. Kenobi question a lot of things about the order itself. Um, not necessarily like trying to drive or push Obi-Wan towards the dark side. It's just, it's just like, you know, uh, it's more so like Maul is explaining, you know, if you would have done this, you wouldn't have been able, you wouldn't have been able to uh, X, Y, and Z. Uh, I, it's, it's very brief, um, a br- very brief detail. Um, but you know when when he's like toying with Satine, um, and and just like you know right in front of Kenobi, he's like, "You should have chosen the dark side." As as an implication to say like, if you would have chosen the dark side, none of this would have happened. So essentially, this is your fault. Um, it's none of mine because you did this. You did this to her, but more importantly, you did this to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, I, I really, I really love that um, Kenobi is nothing but a driving force for Maul to keep moving. Despite of, despite of how like he might've forgotten him for a few things to like try to, you know, do other things like, you know, create the, the Crimson Syndicate and, you know, run Mandalore and all that stuff. Still has him, still has him as that option. Absolutely. And uh, how about you, Madison? Uh, yeah, I was going to say something very similar to that, which was, um, like you said, like it wasn't like this huge, because I mentioned earlier, kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy type thing. It's It wasn't that from the beginning. And that's something that's very interesting, because a lot of times in Star Wars, you see it's always from the very beginning. Even if they didn't make it up to seem like that, later on, they'll like retcon it to be like, this is always how it was. With Maul, it was very much like he had his own desires and wishes and then Kenobi came along and that was like, now this is this is his life now. It's mm-hmm. to get back at him for what he took and prove that he is like a Sith. He is like all this powerful person who can take what he wants and do what he wants regardless of what Kenobi has taken from him after the fact, but he still wants that revenge. He still wants to make Kenobi feel what he felt in any way possible while Mm -hmm. still maintaining this kind of very composed, not, he's not composed, but then he is, you know, you know what I mean by that? Like, he's very much like, you know, Kenobi where he screams, but then he's also like manipulative and like just very scary in a very calm sort of way. Um, where am I going with this? I had a, I had a point. I had a point rambling. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're fine. I mean, yes. go ahead. Um, the specifically uh, where I bring in like his poised nature is at the end of season seven of Clone Wars, where he's talking to Ahsoka and he's essentially like, this is how it was going to be. I knew it. I tried to warn you guys and you did nothing. And he's very, he's very blatant. He's very 
the, here it is. This is what's going on. I tried to tried to do something. I tried to fix it, whether his means were just or not. And then it just didn't work out. And he's like, now I just have to, I have to go and I have to leave all these people. And he tries to get Ahsoka to be like, come with me. And she's like, nah. <laughs> and that's really, yeah. Come with me. And that's me. interesting. And then he... <laughs> 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 and through all that, it all goes back to Kenobi. And it's something like he could never get over it, even though he got over it, which is weird because he accomplished like Crimson Dawn. He did everything. He ruled Mandalore, but he's still at the end of the day when he went to sleep at night, couldn't get over what Kenobi took from him. And I don't even know if it's what he took from him, but it's like the, what Kenobi taking his legs embodied in his life. It's, it's how he defined himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually think that's a, that's an amazing lesson for anyone today is if there's something that you define yourself by you will be unable to quench that and mm-hmm. so for some people it's wealth when like mm-hmm. you should really be seeking to be happy you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know and I, I won't spoil it but like it sort of reminds me of Soul, the Disney Pixar movie that just came out, which is all about questioning your purpose and you like know. and defining yourself by one thing, Absolutely. you know, and how you you shouldn't do that. And like, yeah, like it, this is his music, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, we we, we kind of likened um, them to Batman and Joker, but I think the more apropos would be Spider Man and Venom. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I. I'm so Sorry, I just thought of that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. It like, broke my yeah. mind, but I was like, he's, you know, because because Venom is almost like a spurned lover of Spider-Man, who's capable of so much more things and all this stuff. You know, Maul ruled all of the underworld. He had. Uh, basically unlimited power and prestige could do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted go wherever he wanted it wasn't enough it wasn't the thing he wanted it was mm. never go- it was yeah. never going to be enough yeah and you know, but it's also that's also the hugest weakness of the dark side is it makes you it's this power and, and you're craving more and you're craving the, these things and you deserve them. It's all about them. wanting. Yeah. yeah. You know. You deserve They don't deserve it. He, Obi-Wan doesn't deserve his legs. <laughs> those, <laughs> those are, those are my legs now. <laughs> totally my legs. Uh, but yeah, your thoughts, AJ? So, I mean, first off, one of the things I love about Maul in general is that he is including perhaps Palpatine, he is the only other utterly irredeemable villain in Star Wars. There is never a single moment that he is selfless, that he does anything redemptive. Everything is selfish, greedy, like everything he does. And like, that's what makes him so, like he's tragic, but Mm -hmm. always selfish. And like, I I think that we need more of that in Star Wars because like, I understand the narrative of, you know, you're never too far gone. You can always come back. But like, I really think it's important that 
some of the good guys learn that you can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, can't save them all, yeah. But one concept that I wanted to bring up, because I've heard other people bring it up, and I thought it'd be something interesting for you guys to stew on for half a second. We don't know much about the actual concept of a force dyad. Mm. We don't we don't know much about it as presented in Rise of Skywalker, but like one thing that we can sort of posit is that the reason the Sith were never able to create an artificial dyad is because it requires both light and dark. Mm. Mm-hmm. What if what if Maul and Kenobi are a dyad, awoken in that moment when they they clashed sabers in much the same way that it was awoken in Ray and and Ben when he probed into her mind, like and that is why like that would explain why Kenobi is always on his mind why he can never get him out like and and they don't seek to bridge their dyad in any way they don't have a snoke manipulating them pushing them together mm-hmm. you know so instead it's just like for maul especially it's just this incessant digging in the back of his head, a thought he can never shake, something always pulling him. And that's why he's driven to Kenobi at all times, because in some way it's the force drawing them together, Mm -hmm. you know, and it could just be a, a bond between the two of them. But I mean, like, we don't know a lot about the concept of the force dyad. Mm hmm. You know, only that it had existed before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I have survived for years off of my singular hatred of you. Um, (laughs) Like, that I mean, like, there's so much more that he could have hated. There's so much more. Like, he barely knows Kenobi. Like, yes, Kenobi represents... Mm the the loss of himself the loss of everything that he was meant to be but he barely knows the guy mm. <laughs> like he met the guy for two minutes and he's obsessed with him so i've always wondered if there wasn't just something more A deeper connection. to that obsession something to why he couldn't forget him yeah. that's i mean that I, I love that that is a great part i like that point. Yeah. Uh, do you do you ever do you think that his little snake friend in the garbage pit ever sang "Trust in Me" like in the uh, <laughs> Jungle Book? Trust every in night, me. every night before he went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Until he met his own demise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, if you guys could greenlight any mall story, right? You are sitting at you're an, an executive at Lucasfilm. You have the, the green stamp. Man. <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> uh, what what project are you guys are you guys green lighting? Uh, let's start with Madison. Hmm. I think because I was really, really intrigued with Maul's cameo in solo, I really want to see Crimson Dawn stuff. I want yeah. I want to know what he mm-hmm. did. I want to know why he was there. I want I want more into that. So it would probably be that. 
Okay. So just him being in Crimson Dawn or him putting it together or him I, I and want, Kira I want him, after? I want him and Kira after. Because it was like they, they were setting up for that to be epic. Like I was so excited for that. Yeah. So I just want to see. I want to know what she. I want to know what she does, and I want to know how it has to do with him. And I want to know what he's doing. And I want to know if he's still angry about Kenobi. Like <laughs> <laughs> probably is. <laughs> I would love for that to be at least some part of Lando, too. Yeah. Like I feel like because I feel like Lando is where we can really play with that solo two esque space. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking that too. It's the only place where we're getting that I mean of what was announced. That's the only place where we're seeing that time period. But Mm -hmm. and also, I mean, Lando's connections to the seedy underbelly of everything. True. Um, I'm sure I'd be shocked if he didn't have an in there. But um AJ, what are you gonna green light? Um other than yeah that filling in more of that gap between solo and rebels um i i would love a what if story like i know i want more what if star wars in general but yeah. i want to see a what if maul had existed in the old republic because mm. i've always said i've always said that maul is the perfect sith Yes, and he, he and would be the Sathari. Uh, if he had been <laughs> born in any other era, he would have ruled the yes. Sith Empire. You yeah, know, and right. so I would love to see a what if story that just shows him at the height of the Sith Empire. Darth Revan, who? Darth Malak, who? <laughs> I mean, honestly, you saying that uh, makes me want to see the exact opposite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, no, you, you, yeah. you, you saying that makes me think of what if he was born in the same year as Ray? Like you just this random, super force sensitive, like he's just really angry. He, he, he just has a lot of eager the issues. Um, you know, who, who, but he doesn't have the tattoos. He doesn't have the tattoos no. yet. He just this <laughs> very not around. No yeah, tattoos. Yeah, around. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has grown out his hair and he has it like kind of like an emo thing just a little bit but while in the library he Keepers discovers came. he discovers some, some old Sith stuff and <laughs> tries to go down that path by himself without mm. being that would be cool. that and would be. he's just you know if, if we could have something where someone like him or someone like him is in that time period where she doesn't quite know what the Jedi are or were. She has the texts, but mm-hmm. I mean, those texts predate the Jedi order that we know. Um, and she's putting together this new order. What if someone like him is in that same future space, trying to bring back what he thinks the Sith are uh, or should be. I'm going to say it on every single podcast forever, but uh Darth crate, she needs she needs a Darth crate, just a mm. badass evil Sith Sand out person. of nowhere. Like <laughs> I need yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. Uh and um how about you, Zach? Uh I definitely want to see the the uh the blanks uh between solo and rebels definitely um but i want to say even more specifically um because jedi fallen order is canon um and we do stop by dathomir and the one question i had when i was at dathomir was who does this old ass raggedy ass old jedi 
think he is thinking that he could run Dathomir. If if Maul was around, he would not have played that. He would not have played that. So I want to see like a little snippet of that. Of like Maul versus Terra Malikos. I, I didn't even say his name. Terra Malikos. <laughs> I mean, Terra Malikos was, was really cool, in my opinion. I loved him. He's, he's no, 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 I he's loved no him. Maul. He's no Maul. He is no Maul. But that makes me think like, I, I feel like that would make Maul think like, what the hell is, what is he doing here? <laughs> he's got like... What horns. the heck are you wearing? <laughs> what, what the heck are you wearing? wearing? What's why that do on I your imagine, chest? <laughs> why do I imagine that given his history, the first thing Maul's going to do is go, yo, what's up? You looking for a master? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> do you need a teacher? Like, I can teach you. Like, oh, no, you're, you're a Jedi master? I, I, don't worry about that. But but here you got to start at the bottom. <laughs> I don't, Have you ever I, heard I of like, I feel like if they've met uh, in you know prior to that game then there we would have had a, a small pile of rocks that served as a grave for yeah. Terra Malikos right. <laughs> 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 so for, for for me though i i do mm. i do need to see um i I, I want an, a Maul origin story. I want to see him. That's also very true. Rise up as a, as a child in this weird Dathomirian culture where they're fighting each other, and every now and then, like the Night Sisters come and make you kill everyone that you've ever known. Like it's super wow, weird right. culture. And then you know you get taken and you're taught the ways of the dark side. Just do you still remember, like? In Rebels, Maul talks about how he doesn't remember his real name. He doesn't remember his birth name. He wasn't yeah. always Maul. Um, that's so sad. I feel like his name and, would be like Sam or something. Yeah. <laughs> and now that we know how how Sith get their lightsabers, because I imagine he had to earn his too, given that you know he was considered to be this the Sith apprentice for the longest time, like. Who did he kill to get his crystals? The yeah, Ooh. and like didn't they didn't they show that in a comic or something? So or they, was they, that they not did explained? have a mall comic, but he already had his lightsaber by that point in time. That's yeah. Right, he yes. he goes and kills a Padawan, which means if like that's one funny thing about the Phantom Menace is if he hunted a Jedi to get his crystals. The, We'll say, like, let's say he earned both of them. Okay, he killed some guy, got two crystals, killed two people, then kills this Padawan. Those are the only three Jedi that Maul has fought before he fights Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. Like, it's I mean, not like he has a huge body count. No, no. Sure, to an extent. He did fight... Like four Wrath Tars with a Viper Axe. Uh, you are correct. <laughs> in that <laughs> right. Like he's. You are correct. He's not. I'm not saying. You know. I just. I just mean like it's. It's interesting to look at that Phantom Menace fight and realize that this is the first time he's really fighting Jedi, yeah. and this is the first time they're fighting a Sith. Hence why the whole, like, him getting the drop on Qui-Gon by popping him in the face with the lightsaber hilt, because that is n not a move that Qui-Gon in a million years would have expected from an opponent, because the opponents that he fights with lightsabers have class and dignity and respect. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't just yeah. pop you in the face. Also, that's why I believe anyone that's a practitioner of Ataru 
uh, mm. was guaranteed to be screwed because you are trained to fight a group of people and most of them mm-hmm. would have blasters. Not a single person <laughs> in a small space with a lightsaber. Like, who mm-hmm. do you fight with mm-hmm. lightsabers? No one. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but, but that's awesome. I, I, I love it. Um, okay, so um, moving forward, and we'll kind of merge the last, last three. Um, and also, once again, thank you guys all for being willing to, to come on here and just like nerd out with me. Like, Wednesdays are my favorite day of the week because <laughs> I just, I don't know, I just, I have so much fun like geeking out with you guys. Um, so, which of the upcoming projects? Uh, we have 10 of them in the works, right? Oh, yeah. Which one are you uh, the most excited for and why? Uh, but I also want to find out if you have any further, like, closing thoughts. And then also let us know, like, where can we find you in, in all of your uh, awesome content? Because all of you, all three of you guys are amazing content creators, and, and I love it. Um, Start with Zach. So, Madison. Oh, sorry. Oh, right. So, things that I'm excited about? Yeah, yeah. Which of the new projects that were announced recently are you excited for? All right. I think I gotta, I gotta go with Ahsoka. Um, because I'm really, I'm, number one, I just, I love Ahsoka. Number two, I I love Thrawn. I love Thrawn too much. <laughs> so when she said, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? In, I stood up. I stood up. I looked around. I went, what? No. Who? What? I left the room. I came back. I sat down. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's, I, I got to say Ahsoka just because I'm so excited. But there's like, I'm excited for all of them. Sorry. So I, I, I am just always like really happy when I hear that someone else loves Thrawn as much as I do because Thrawn is my dude. I don't know if you saw my post where I was like, "What three characters are you like?" Thrawn is like, especially especially when you read the, the canon Thrawn books where he's not written as the antagonist and you understand like how he thinks and why he thinks. My goodness, like he's just aces. Uh, he, absolutely, he's really dope. So I'm excited to see him in live action because, like, I had a bunch of, I had a whole bunch of theories about that, but this isn't Thrawn. So <laughs> I'm also something that I really, really want to see that, like, I haven't seen at all is um, Nihilus. I know he's not announced at all, but I really want to see something to do with Nihilus because I think that would be really cool. Isn't his probably my favorite Sith? Can't you see his mask on a statue in Rise of Skywalker or something vaguely similar to it on Exegol? There's something similar. I'm like, I know it's it's very similar. I never noticed that. Yeah. 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 No, it's. Yeah. Sorry. You love Nihilus, and I'm like, oh, I love Darth Nihilus. Yeah, I have a I have an action figure of him right over there in the corner of my room. That's why I looked at him, and I was like, oh. Uh, just because I, I want to see some Malachor stuff. I think that would be really cool. I want to see, yeah. like, I want to see that. And I think that would be a really cool thing to kind of go into, even though, like, it's not announced. Like, we haven't had anything talking about it. I want to see a Knights of the Old Republic movie series. 
but that's just me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say that. I'm super excited also for the Acolyte, which is dark side stuff. It's, that, it's at the tail end of the High Republic. And uh, when you when you're watching um, the, the the Phantom Apprentice episode, um, uh, I feel like I've, I said that wrong. But the, you know they find like Lysa. There was a big battle on Malachor, and some of the stuff there really has the iconography of the High Republic. I'm, I'm curious if that's gonna oh, be part of it. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, but that that would be really cool. That's basically Ahsoka, Acolyte, and if we ever get Knights of the Old Republic stuff, I will cry a lot. Um. <laughs> well, there's rumors for another game, but we'll, we'll have to yes. we'll wait and oh, see. Oh yeah, I love I love both of the games. Um, as unfinished as the second one is, it still it still makes me happy, warms my heart. I guess my last thing is where you can find me. Yes. I guess right. Yeah. yeah. So um, TikTok and my TikTok and my Instagram are both the same. They're uh, Madzy Olivia. And I also have a cosplay Instagram that's Madzy Cosplay. So, yeah. yeah. And her mall is goaded for sure. Yes. And I, yes. I do a femme Darth Mall that is very fun. <laughs> yes. Immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. And uh, how about you, AJ? Um, okay, so um, yeah, my my only closing thought really is that whole repeat of just the idea that Maul was the perfect Sith, and like just the embodiment of everything that they represented, just born at the wrong time. Um, things I'm excited for, I'm I'm really excited for the Acolyte. I'll I'll jump on that. I'm super excited for that show, but I'm I'm also really excited for Lando. Like I I know we don't know much about it, but I'm excited for Lando and I'm excited for Andor. Andor is mm. almost entirely because I just can't get enough Diego Luna in my life, and like that's that's like number one. But but Lando, I'm just excited because I really hope we get the anthology series of Billy D. Williams narrating the events of Donald Glover acting them that out. That would be like, so that's, cool. That's that what great. I want. But if I get anything less than that, I know I'll be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, like, that's why I'm like, I'm really excited, but they could let me down so hard too. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, and then where to find me? You can find me on TikTok or here on YouTube um, at Jedi underscore Starkiller. And then I have a Twitter that I very rarely use that's um, just one Jedi Starkiller. Yeah. Awesome. And I, yeah, everything this guy does is, is awesome. Like. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, for coming on. Um and last but certainly not least, the one and only Zach Bravo. <laughs> uh, well, first off, let me say again, Brandon, thank you so much for having uh, having me come back on your podcast. Uh, it's really been an honor. I really enjoy like just talking. <laughs> uh, last and, time it was like three and a half hours. Oh my god! Because like <laughs> it was like. Like, because we were talking about... We were, we were just talking about the Clone Wars, Wars in general. And it was right. me, him, uh, Mesa Windu. Mesa Windu. And, uh, um, and Haber Jordan. 
Yes. And I want to say we talked for three or four hours. I had to cut so much, and it's still the longest I know. We, we spoke. <laughs> that was a lot of talking that night. Yeah, yeah. It was too um, ambitious of a topic. But, but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, right. What are you most excited for? Uh, uh, so, yeah. And where we can find you. Yeah. Uh, I'm most excited for, again, the Acolyte. Um, because it just like just seeing the, the image for that and just being like, ooh, like, you know, just I can't wait for it. Um, it's also something that like, I'm not too familiar with, like everything else. It's like, you know, um, Lando, Ahsoka, Kenobi, even it's like, okay, I think I know where we're going to go with, with these characters, with their own shows, but the acolyte is so, just seems so interesting. So I'm very interested in watching that, uh, getting to see that, um, closing thoughts. Um, I want to be the next mall, uh, so in any sort of way, I would love to, uh, whether it be the voice, or <laughs> whether it be the voice or the uh, the body actor or the actor um, itself, I just want. To, I I think I would uh, again be a very happy little boy. Um, to, can, to can you give us a a, a mall? Sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> Wait, what does he say? Oh, <laughs> okay. Hold on. Formerly Darth, now just Maul. What fun! <laughs> what fun! I can see him in my mind's eye. Kenobi. I'm not going to scream Kenobi because it is 10:30 at night in New York City, ladies and gentlemen. I will give my grandmother a heart attack once again. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, I want to be Maul. That's my closing thought, right no, there. You're you're so you're so good. I, 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 <laughs> that, I get, that was I get very good. That was Thank very you, very good. Appreciate it. And very good. Uh, you guys can find me on uh, almost anything on the social medias. Um, so TikTok, it's just my name Zach Bravo, one word. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at the underscore Zach Bravo. Uh, I have a Twitch. Um, it's called Bravamir underscore. It's a little play on word with my last name and Dathomir because <laughs> I'm Star Wars trash. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, so I stream uh, here and there, um, trying to make it Mondays and Wednesdays uh, nights. Um, I've been and, watching yeah, him play Jedi Fallen Order. It's great. Uh, you guys should check it out. It's a good time. It's a good time. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Yeah, thank you guys so much for, for joining. I uh, <laughs> my, my personal Darth Maul is, is over here, but um, <laughs> also my personal femme Darth Maul uh, <laughs> with, with Madison. You you really do kill it. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel lucky to be able to like host this and have people come on and just like nerd out. So, I, and I feel like I, I do this every week, but I truly am this appreciative each and every time that people are willing to come on um but yeah so thank you guys so much for for joining um for myself absolutely man uh for for myself uh definitely the acolyte i think star wars is at its best when we're making the universe broader and not taller Um, yes love the skywalkers don't get me wrong I think we need to get broader. I think it's time. To, uh, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> there's more stories. We, we've there's, been there. Yeah. There's more styles yeah. of stories. And, uh, you, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that will never be happy unless they get 
um, Jason and Jaina, which Jaina is my favorite Star Wars character ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're never going to get her. And I'm okay with that because we don't have enough time. Like, I've read like 40 Jaina Sola books. That's why I love her. We will <laughs> never get that on screen, ever. Right. So, uh, The Acolyte, again, top runner for me. And um, also, me being a huge anime fan, we have um, Visions. Mm-hmm. And Kathleen oh, Kennedy funny. said this is going to be covering 25,000 years of Star Wars history. 25,000. Thousand. What does that mean? What does that mean? That's so, a lot. That's a lot of time right there. The High Republic is 200 years before Phantom Menace. The Old Republic is 3,000 years before it. Revan is 4,000 years before it. So what's that's before that? That that sounds to me like that's what? where we're going to get the like the history of Tython and all of that Old Republic Ooh. stuff. But in, but in anime like, style? Anime style, yes. Are we going to get, like, Bane stuff? I I believe so. I mean, I hope it's so. It's possible. so cool. But, but can we not have Bane look like the Shredder from the Ninja Turtles again, though? <laughs> True. Like, I did not like the Shredder helmet. No, not about that. Well, maybe, you know. maybe we can even see Tarvisla. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Anything can happen. We could see the birth of the dark saber. We could see. Yes, the, the, that'd be cool. The, the the fight between the Jedi and the Mandalorians. We, you know, that whole war. There's so much. Yeah. Stuff. In, in in anime form, like the thing I want to see the most so cool. in anime form, though is Grievous's backstory. I feel like anime is the place. <laughs> anime Grievous. Yes. Yeah. He's so edgy. <laughs> yeah. He would be, yes. Since slowly becoming more machine than man in anime form. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's where, I, where I'm at. Um, also, if you're checking me out here on YouTube, which is Darth Chocolate, on TikTok, it's Darth Choco, and uh, Twitch... Dice Draco 7. Basically, all all the things I do is slightly differently named. So I have a link tree that you can go to. Instagram is Darth.Jocko. Um, I thought my name is unique. Turns out it wasn't, but that's cool. Whatever. Uh, I'll move on. But yeah, thank you guys. I feel you. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining me, and may the force be with you. Uh, may the force be with you. Of course, be with you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>